Um, but I'll let you talk about if you want to actually sh- add in, like, I'm working on some stuff. You know, you can do that. I mean, like, what you want to do. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> well, not, that no one will that get might it. be the, uh, the intro. <laughs> I'm working on some stuff. I have my buddy, my friend, just need to know Welcome to the Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Erin. Uh, this week, we're excited that we have over a thousand downloads on our Podbean site. Woo-hoo. So thank you, everybody. Yes, that's very nice, because we know that you don't have to download it there to listen. So that's very, very exciting that people have liked us enough to do that. Um, yeah. Also next week is the 30th anniversary of the premiere of designing women. Yay. Uh, we're hard at work. Yay. We're hard at work. <laughs> I love how it's said. You can cut in when I say this and then all the cute little yays whoops are like really adding to You're to welcome. It. You're welcome. <laughs> you got, hold on. I'm going to like get off the script for just a second guys i told her i I was gonna read this and that like since she's so this leslie's so polite obviously they probably know the difference between our voices by now but leslie's so polite i gave her permission to like come in and like add to this part (laughs) and she took it um (laughs) get back on it uh we're hard at work on some fun things definitely leslie is let's go ahead and give credit where due uh including a giveaway yes you guys can win some shit uh we'll giving we'll be giving away three fun prizes but you'll have to tune into next week's show to find out what they are and how to enter yeah. So that's exciting because next week when we we normally uh, tape on Wednesday and post by Thursday and Thursday is the actual anniversary. Yep. So we will for post those who on don't on the anniversary. Mm-hmm. How to get involved and uh, yeah. Oh crap! I should point out who was even talking about it, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, have some cool stuff going on. There we go. So, Leslie, what are the holidays today? We have several good ones today, actually. Um, Today is the International Day of Peace, which you may have seen some people posting about on Facebook. I know a bunch of people on my feed did, which is cool. And World Gratitude Day also. I feel like they go Uh, hand in hand. So, very sweet. Be gracious every day. Have gratitude every day. Yep. It's also World Banana Day, (laughs) which is my favorite. Well, to be clear, international Banana, Banana Festival. Oh, which was where again? Uh, so apparently it originates on the uh, Kentucky-Tennessee border in the twin cities of Fulton, Kentucky and South Fulton, Tennessee. Famously uh, no bananas. Thanks to refrigerated <laughs> boxcars in 1880, tropical fruit like bananas that previously weren't available in the Midwest were being transported from the tropics. Uh, Yeah. So I guess that's when they got, okay, back then the United Fruit Company, which is now Chiquita, began shipping bananas from South America uh, to New Orleans, and then they were loaded onto rail cars with the blocks of ice to keep them fresh for the trip up north. Fulton had the only ice house en route to Chicago, so the trains always stopped to refill. And it became, and Fulton became known as the banana capital of the world, or banana crossroads. Well, so I'm wrong in my commentary about Banana Land, then. 
At 1.70% of all U.S. bananas pass through Fulton. What? Yeah. Well, good to know that when the pop-up comes, we won't have bananas in America. Yeah. Because gas. So eat them now. Because gas. (laughs) Eat them now because in North Carolina, Carolina, where Lindsay lives, she's finding out. Lost its ever-loving mind. It's nigh. Yeah. Apparently the world is ending, y'all, because about three stations between here and three miles from me ran out of gas. So... Oh my gosh. Oh. Oof. Oh no. That's up into but the thing is, Mad Max. It's not Yeah, I mean, Furiosa, where are you? Uh I it's not nice of me to laugh, but I do because I'm just imagining everyone panicking and it's not really necessary. It's not. It's That's not the thing. necessary at all. Panic. And also I'm a dickhead who doesn't drive a car currently. <laughs> but I mean, but so, you know, I mainly walk. I think that's the main mode of transportation and then i take trains and sometimes buses so i don't end up having to what do what do the trains here run on they have to what are the tra- they're electric uh, do they involve gas no <laughs> like the Just rails the are electric grid, i think yeah right yeah. yeah well that also involved whatever it's all connected so yeah. i would also be screwed if we all run out of gas and stuff yeah. but uh but i don't have to deal with like trying to go to a gas station and be having to wait half an hour like all these other morons now like atlanta i will give it to like atlanta fucking ran out of gas but it was (gasps) not that bad here no exactly that's the thing like there's a trickle down effect that's happening but the lunacy and connected to it is just all all over the place it's not necessary yeah no on that Uh, note did you uh have a sugar baker moment this week you have a sugar baker moment Uh, do you want me to go first? You want to go first? You can go first. Okay. Um, can I do a little shout out that I did also on our, I think Twitter was where I really kind of focused on it, that I think like a world sugar baker moment was Tatiana Maslany winning an Emmy. Go Tat, go. Hashtag minimum of seven Emmys. Oh my God. I I, uh, I had a feeling she was going to, this is not my sugar baker moment. This is me just being a dickhead <laughs> and, and fangirling for a minute. But um, I had a feeling at like 930 at night when I saw how close one of her cast members were to the stage via social media. Uh, that, <laughs> that's a weird, it's a weird, whatever, who cares? Uh, I was like, wait, they're really close to the stage. That means if she wins it, like, then they can see her. And I don't know, I, for some reason, this like some synapse went off in my brain that like maybe she's actually going to win like this. And so I turned on the Emmys at like nine 30 or 10 or something. I was excited for a while. Cause of course she's towards the end, but it was so cute. She won and she's just like as delightful as ever. And just so genuinely shocked. And I love, I sent you the gift where you can see like her, her little surprise face and then her, um, her little team that was a few rows behind her, like jump up. <laughs> you can see their arms go up. They were like instantly like, boom, just up. And I thought that was just so cute. Uh, so that's my little world sugar maker moment. And I, it's funny because I, of course, since I'm in love with Toronto, I follow uh, a lot of Canadians on social media, and like they were like so happy. <laughs> of course, like the world is pretty excited. I, I'm really happy that there are a lot of people who are fans of hers because she's amazing. But I feel like Toronto was specifically celebrating. So um, that was a nice thing for everybody. But mine was I had a moment. This is kind of personal, but who gives a shit, right? I had a moment this past week when I just suddenly realized that I'm like a capable person. And I, I think I texted you. 
that night. No, it wasn't. Just, ugh, whatever. I'm. That's so funny because since then, people. I feel like I'm yelling. I'm going to calm it down. This is a podcast. Okay. Uh, just I'm still excited about Tatiana. That's that, that excited. I'm still yelling. Um, my personal sugar baker moment was that I had this feeling uh, when I this semester for me is having to involve, I have an internship going on as well. And I'm having to really be on top of my game uh, in terms of like getting stuff done, making sure I'm on top of like health, like homework, like friends, like, like really being on it in maybe a way that I haven't had to before. Maybe I've just had it easy and, or perhaps I've just gotten overwhelmed in the past or something like that. And I just had this moment where I was like, wait, I can actually do this. Um, now I'm over the semester. I may have doubts and all that, but I realized that it's okay because despite the doubts, I'm still going to like get it done. Like I'm going to utilize resources or I'm going to, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And the, the word I kept hearing in my brain was like, I'm capable. I'm a capable person. I'm capable of, uh, doing well in this internship, doing well in my classes this semester, uh, living in New York, which I didn't know I would be able to do. And it takes quite a lot of adaptation from my old life, honestly, um, which people who haven't lived here uh, don't seem to know. But people who have lived here seem to talk about a lot. <laughs> it's, it's quite adapting if you when you move to not just any metropolis, like New York specific uh, it's different wherever you go, you know, of course you have to adapt to every type of city and stuff. Uh, but I can do that. And, um, yeah, so it was a very, I felt like a, a lot of what the women in the show try to portray a certain amount of not even confidence, just like belief in myself, which I have never felt before. I just never believed it. Even though I have wonderful people who encourage me and support me, um, it's different when you finally kind of feel it yourself, you know? Yeah. So that was my that was my big sugar. I even like <laughs> like a dum dum posted on like Facebook about it because I was so awed by the sensation. I've had a pretty interesting summer of sensations anyway, but uh, I was very awed by this sensation. And it was I wasn't of course like fishing. I was honestly sharing. But sometimes when I'm sharing, that does become like. Um, excuse for people to say things, you know, and it was, I was really impressed by some people who came out of the woodwork who just liked it or who said really nice things or something. And it was really affirming and yeah, so that was kind of fun. What was your sugar baker moment? Um, well, I'm feeling better. So that's one. Yes. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I was in that much pain. So it's really, it's really good to feel better. Um, this end of things, it was like horrible because I couldn't. Thing, you know, <laughs> like I was like, I could not do anything. It was horrible. It's okay. I couldn't either. Yeah. I do a damn thing, but better. <laughs> um, and then, so my actual moment is from, since we didn't do a show last week, I'm going to do one from a week ago, Sunday. I went and saw mm-hmm. Leon Bridges. And, oh my God. I forgot you haven't talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Leon <gasps> Lahavis and they mm-hmm. were at the D-Pack and they were adorable and amazing and like, like old school rock and roll soul show that kid he uh he's amazing and she was just absolutely adorable yeah had you listened to any of her stuff before i had i heard her I didn't know she was the opener oh okay i had heard her ep before <clears throat> like well before they announced it because i recognized her her name when they announced the opener and i was like oh i know her she's cute so yeah it was fun 
Yeah, I, I um, want a celebrity that I like a lot in general because I've had a crush on him for like 10 years. But also he's really good at um, recommending stuff is Ben Barnes. And he recommended her album uh, like la- like right before it came out last year. And he has yet to steer me wrong musically. <laughs> so when he posted about that, I was like, I want to download it. And I, well, I think I listened to it first, but I was like, yeah, I like her her vibe and it was like my like last summer soundtrack because there's a lot of just uh ethereal music and like really jazz not jazzy like soulful mm-hmm. stuff was really good so i'm really glad that you enjoyed that what did you have a favorite moment um well the encore was hilarious uh, oh why because he okay so if you've never heard of Lambridge's look him up spotify youtube whatever he's amazing um but he uh his story is also amazing if people haven't heard it oh, they yeah. should like Absolutely. Yeah, but he everybody tells him he sounds like Sam Cooke and he does uh, he has oh, yeah, that, right. like very uh, early 60s like Sweet Soul which is like 1961 62 like right before Barry Gordy came on the scene it's a very specific sound if you've listened to like the platters and Sam Cooke uh-huh. and and people that were right before like the Motown label and that's what he generally sounds like but he didn't grow up listening to that stuff he didn't grow up listening to old yeah. and soul and stuff he grew up listening just like to all the R&B that we were all listening to, like hip hop and stuff mm-hmm. um, when we were younger. And he came out and his first song of the encore was uh, My Pony by Genuine. What? You did not tell me this. And the audience was what? full of white people. Like, oh my God. It's like the, that part of Durham. So it's just like <laughs> white people everywhere, uh, half drunk because they've been oh, getting oh, beers like the whole show and trying to dance to Genuine. And it they was. were like, oh dancing yeah it was funny this is way better in my head than it probably really was (laughs) i'm seeing i'm like i feel like aziz right now i'm like genuine (laughs) Genuine. oh aziz from like as tom on yeah not community um parks and rec (laughs) Jeez, sorry uh but uh, wow that is hilarious (laughs) wait did he play the whole song or was it just like a minute where he's like no it was the whole song he, he did the whole thing. <laughs> I kind of like It's probably YouTube. on YouTube somewhere. I'm yeah. Sure it's on YouTube. You should look it up. It's great. Oh, gosh. That is really exciting. So, yeah, that was a ton of fun. Man, I love it. Um, so, do you think we should maybe get into the episode? Let's do it. You got this. Okay, let me, like, read. I know. I was like, let me get off of YouTube for just a second so I can look at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could be like a slippery slope. I had to just put it up so I don't forget to look up later. I'll probably forget anyway. But um, So this week, we were watching Season 1, Episode 16, called, called <laughs> entitled Reese's Friend. Uh, first aired February 22nd, 1997. And the uh, TV Guide summary says, A young lawyer, played by Lisa Peluso, helps an overworked Reese at the office, but she spells trouble to a je- jealous Julia, who they do, did specify is played by Dixie Carter. So that's just, that's the thing that there's like a young lawyer, and Reese Reese is here, yay! Yay, Reese! I love. Um, we'll get into it, but I love when Reese and Julia fight, just because like you could just tell. It's a. It's a what is it? Fun ending. How huh? he says. Oh, the fact that they're really married. They, yeah, like Dixie and and how like they're having fun like arguing with each other. Uh huh. Yeah. It's so cute. I was gonna look up. Uh, but yeah, what does he say? He keeps saying over and over, "It's not a fight; it's a disagreement." It's or 
misunderstanding or disagreement or hang on, I have a mic. Also, there are multiple, for everyone who's listening to me as Leslie goes away, there are multiple versions of Pony by Leanne Bridges on YouTube. I'm going to play that after this. Of course there are. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought you had, like, literally walked away. I, was, I feel like I was talking no, on my own. I just did like, mouth. Like an aside. Like, well, Leslie's gone. Let's talk. <laughs> I can go. I can I <laughs> God, they would stop listening. You know they wouldn't. It's just me. I talk enough as it is. Could you imagine if you weren't here? Jeez. I listen to that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Understanding. It's a misunderstanding. Um, this is like narcissistic, but I no, it's not. No, it's not. I was. I happened to play my like quote unplayed episodes of stuff that I listen to, like podcasts on my iPod the other night and I woke up to our episode because yeah I do subscribe to ours <laughs> and also because well, I actually listened I actually listened to it because I want to like know what we talked about and um I uh like listening to your voice I don't care about me I'm whatever I'm not I'm not annoyed by my voice but I can handle it my voice but I, you know I always listen to stuff you do so that's more why I listen but um it was funny because I woke up to like pee at 4am and I was like, what is that? Oh, it's us. It was a really weird moment where it was like our little voices coming out like beside my pillow. <laughs> and it was weird. But uh, I think my, yeah, my point was I listened to us because you're also on it. So I like listening to you. I God, I'm going to stop talking. Okay. For this episode. Okay, so I looked up, I looked up Lisa um, Peluso oh, yeah. and yeah. funny story. Okay. She was in a show called another world which is about huh. some Midwestern town or some shit. But for a second, I was like, she wasn't on yeah. a different world. That, no. Oh, wait, yeah. different show. When you said another world, I thought a different world as well. Yeah. Wow. It's like, nope, she was okay. on that. Okay. But she was in Saturday Night Fever. Oh. Oh, was, like was she like a big character? No. I don't remember her. Okay. Um, oh. It was only it. like her second acting credit, and she's pretty far mm-hmm. down the list. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's what she's in for. Alrighty, so we begin the episode of Sugar Breakers. Surprise! Yep. Uh, Julia and Suzanne come in, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Suzanne is upset because Julia made the board mad at the country club. Yes, they're having uh, like a fundraiser and a dance. And before Julia came in, the theme was Hobo Heaven, where that they just all dress up like people. Moron! I don't understand. Why? <laughs> Why are we going to get rid of that word hobo? Yeah, like, come on. What? Oof. I mean, obviously, nineteen eighty-seven. I think people still say it, but they don't need to. No. Um, but doesn't see anything wrong with it. She thought it was yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Rich people to dress up like they have no money. That's yeah, not. That's not it. That's not what that word doesn't mean. What you think it means? Yeah. Um, Julia says it's tasteless, and she's right. And she got it voted down, so now they can wear anything they want. And yeah. Uh, I think it was Charlene or Mary Jo one was like we, and she's yes. like yeah I got y'all all I got everybody tickets, <laughs> and Charlene's upset because she doesn't have anybody no. to take. Yes, and Mary Jo says that JD has to work, but he doesn't because he comes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she's trying to get out of it or what. Um, I bet that's, that's probably. And then mm-hmm. Suzanne offers her boyfriend to be their date. <laughs> I the same guy from New Year's forgot he was around yep she complains about having to carry his oxygen tank around all the time (laughs) 
Oh, man. And then Anthony comes in because he had to pick up his schedule for his <clears throat> classes at the junior college. He's going to be enrolled uh-huh. in the fall. Um, yeah. So school starts in a month, and Julia really wants to help him with his tuition. But he's like, nope, I'm going to get a second job. I'm going to pay for this myself. Mm-hmm. And so she suggests that he get a job as a waiter at the country club because they're looking for people with all these events coming up. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne says that he doesn't have any experience. And then we get an Anthony story. <laughs> yes. Um, so he was a waiter in jail or in the correctional institution for six months. And this is the first time we hear of Mr. T. Tommy Reed, but this is not the last time we will hear. Yeah, a lot of stories. yeah T. Tommy Reed. That's such a great name. Yes, the meanest man on his cell block. Um, so apparently one time T. Tommy checked out a book on table manners from the prison library. And the next day he stabbed a dude for serving him on the wrong side. So funny. So Anthony's very good at, at waiting tables. Yes, and waiting matters, he knows. Uh, he even folded T. Tommy's napkin into a tulip pattern for him every day. <laughs> See, I missed um, a bit of this exchange. So when they go to the club and he's a server, I was like, racist. I, I missed this whole bit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why he automatically got to be a server? Just because he's a black man. I had missed this whole thing. They're like, he was trying to make money. For which is dumb because I was literally like live tweeting it. You would think I'd pay more attention, but I miss things all the time. So anyway, um, yeah. So he's going to try, but I'm excited about he's going back to school. That's cool. Yeah, and then yeah. Reese comes in and he has to cancel. They have a, uh, he and Julia have a date tonight, um, but he has to go to Marietta to take a deposition. And she's like, "Oh, that's okay. We can do it tomorrow." And he's yeah. like, mm, "I got to work late tomorrow oh, night yeah. too. Get ready yeah. for a big lawsuit." And he mm. has a helper uh, yep. by the name of Shannon Gibbs, who is a new attorney in their firm. And mm-hmm. Julia puts on her her fake face and says, you know, congratulations. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. And then mm-hmm. Shannon just kind of like, thank you, and shakes her hand. And she tells them to have fun and says, well, isn't it's too that fake. Nice? We know she's annoyed. <laughs> we know that she's annoyed because she's too happy and too fake. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she closes the door and she said, you know, she's glad that, that Reese finally found some help. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> Suzanne says that she's not help. That's trouble with a capital T. Capital T. Yep. She, uh, Charlene says she doesn't have to be threatened just because this girl is attractive. And then Suzanne says she has a butt you could serve tea on. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines ever. I love it. Ever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a shelf? Like, yeah. I don't, is it big? Is it taut? I don't understand. I don't know, but, her but I love big, it. But I love it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it's a and good then, <laughs> Julia asks Anthony if he thought she was that attractive, to which he replies, no, I did not. She looked to me like her <laughs> feet were big. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's a delight. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then we get to the next day, and uh, Julia wrote something down wrong on one of their order forms. <clears throat> she wrote couch lamp. And Mary Jo yes. thinks it's supposed to be Coach Lamp. Yeah. And then Suzanne points out that Julia is too vain to update her reading glasses. Mm. And then Suzanne asks Julia to read part of Charlene's book to prove it. <laughs> and it's very yeah. trashy. It's uh, dirty. Oh, it starts with nudity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love her voice. Like her flat. When she's reading? Voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no feeling when she's reading erotica. Yep. Yeah. And then afterwards, Mary Jo says, amazing. You can't read order forms, but you can read trash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 
Mm. And then uh, Charlene comes in with lots of excitement yeah. because her psychic oh. told her uh, mm. she's going to meet the man who will be the father of her children tonight. I love how she's talking about like stuff about teeth and so oh, yeah, all these all kinds other of things. Somebody yeah, with a letter this is Charlene with a first name with a letter B is sending you good thoughts or something. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I guess psychics do do that. Yeah, to make you feel like it's legit and stuff, you know. Um. And then they're like, "Well, how are yeah, you going to know who gonna he is?" Hmm? He's going to ask her to dance. Yep, he's going to ask her to dance. And so uh, Reese comes in again because they have oh. a lunch date that he has to cancel. Whoops! Because he has to take another deposition. And he says, you can come with us to Julia. And she says, us. us and he's like, yeah, Shannon's coming. Mm-hmm. Of course says, she is. One babysitter for that girl was enough. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't understand why she's so upset because he's broken a date. But actually, he's broken six dates. Six. Six. Yeah. That's too many. In a row? Are In you row. kidding me? Come on. That's a lot. And then Mary Jo tells him not to fight, and Reese. Well, I love how since it's like a sitcom, he actually goes to Sugar Bakers to tell yeah. her he can't. No phone. Because like otherwise, it'd probably be a phone. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, it'd be like a text. But yeah. if it were if it were text nowadays, you'd be like, well, clearly we're gonna break up. <laughs> so I guess at least putting in that effort shows something on his part. Yeah, and we get to see it, and then we get to see their yes, exactly standing. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, it's fine. He's still taking her to the dance. <laughs> and this is, uh, I think uh, this is my favorite part of the episode. Okay. Because Julie, just her cadence and her tone and her reaction. And you can just tell, like, Dixie's having a really good time balling him out. Yes. Oh, and yes. She says, no, you're not. Uh, I wouldn't go with you to the dance if you got down on your hands and knees and crawled across Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, so he's not obviously. He's like, well, I'm obviously not going to do that. That's so not happening. Not yes. Going. <laughs> yes. And uh, she threatens to call the police if he's still down there when she gets back downstairs. And she like throws her coat on the floor. And he says, sometimes she actually needs to be taken out and horse whipped. So she's like, you're not the man that's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, stay out. <laughs> Oh, my God. I like your impression. That's good. Oh, thank you. And then mm-hmm. uh, we end the scene with uh, Reese asking the woman, what's the matter? Haven't you ever seen a misunderstanding before? <laughs> oh, God. So good. And then when mm-hmm. we come back, Charlene has three dresses. And this is <laughs> oh, going yes. to be the most important dress of her life because it's going to be the first thing that her future husband's going to see her wearing. The father of her children. Father of her children. Yeah. And... I don't even think we get to see them because Julie. No, we don't. The whole point is like I was Julie's upset. Nervous. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. That she's like that. She doesn't even look. She's like, oh, I. She says they're all great or something all, yeah, like that. They're all good. Or yeah. Whatever. She um, hasn't even opened bags yet. Yeah, I wish we could have seen them because I mean, obviously the one that won is amazing, but what the other two yeah. look like? Oh, and Charlene always has amazing stuff, so it's like, yeah, yeah. that would have been great. Oh well. So, but Suzanne kind of interrupts all of it, I guess, when she comes uh-huh. in and tells them that Reese has now taken Shannon to the dance. Well, she, I would like to point out that um, when they're like, what's wrong with you? And Mary Jo's like, you're depressed. And she's like, no, I'm not depressed. You know, like she, she at this point is like, no, I'm, what does she say? I don't remember. But she does, she says that she's not depressed. Yeah. But then when Suzanne comes in and talks about that he's bringing her as a date, then she's like, what does she say? I, well, I, I've been happier. 
or oh, something yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like she kind of finally admits like uh yeah like oh, maybe I, yeah. I think she says about- i've never been happier before and then mm. after like she says it sarcastically like i've never been happier. yeah and then after suzanne says she's like well maybe i have been happier yeah yeah kind of owning up to it and these and that like it's kind of building up this thing that like sh- you know, Reese has got a much younger date and she can't, she talks about it like she can't see and all these things and she's feeling kind of brushed aside and, and old and just kind of discarded. It sounds like, which is rough. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get to the dance and mm-hmm. their dresses. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They're so it's a, shiny. It's, I, I did a little screen cap and put it on Twitter because they were so amazing. So they were not hobo heaven. They oh, were God. they were beautiful 1987 beat the New Year's dresses. Like they I were like so gala. Absolutely. I would love to go back and see some of the award shows uh, outfits from this time. You know, because everyone yeah. at the Emmys was pretty like low key and like not like you know nice but it feels like at one point like sequins mm-hmm. <laughs> and like and taffeta sparkle and like and... sparkles and shiny and bows was like really in and so i'd love God. to see how how big that gets yeah um and mary joe is drunk and drunk mary, mary joe jo is my favorite mary joe because she is loud and obnoxious and adorable and hilarious well, I was about to say she's very similar to you until you said loud obnoxious because that's not you at all. But the, <laughs> the but the delightfulness of just like this person who is uh, uh, much more their normal than than their normal character mm-hmm. is really funny. But the the hilariousness oh, yeah. you're, that you that you aren't always as outwardly funny to people until you've had some alcohol. <laughs> like I always get to see the funny, of course. Like I get all the jokes, but. Uh, but I think you share more of your jokes when you've had some alcohol. So but you never be as, I don't think you'd ever be as snarky in public as Mary Jo was. It was really funny. And then she's coming in and she's dealing with like the rap. And it's like, you get hard. That's all you, so great for Annie Potts, the physicality. Because drunk is hard. I was listening to an actress speak recently about playing drunk because her character was always drunk on this show. And how, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a little bit difficult because you don't want to be like over the top. Right. You know, and just kind of obnoxious with it. But there's this sense of like, like, kind of letting go, but still being like reserved to act drunk, you know, because mm-hmm. um, you want to be believable. And I love how Annie Potts like physicality of just like struggling with her rap. Mm-hmm. is a first indication that something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> in like demeanor. Yeah. And she yeah. points out that they shouldn't put the wine in the little cans or the drink in the little cans because she thought it was grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. So thinking it's juice, she's probably had several. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love that. I always cracks me up because clearly when people are like, I didn't realize it was alcohol. I always taste the alcohol. Maybe it's because I don't drink very much, but mm-hmm. I've never had alcohol in something and be like, oh, is there alcohol in this? I've never felt that way. So I always think it's so funny that that's like a plot line, you know, a lot of times, or even I've heard people like in my life say it like, Oh, it doesn't even taste like alcohol. I have never, even vodka. I always taste alcohol. As everyone says, it tastes like nothing. I was like, it tastes like alcohol. It tastes like vodka. It doesn't taste like anything. This is nonsense. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And also, so we've got that going on. And then JD's there with her trying to wrangle her. Trying to wrangle her in. And um, Charlene is very much on the lookout for Mm -hmm. her husband. Yep. 
And when they ask her about it, she's like, ooh, I like him. And Suzanne's like, of course you do. He works in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And Mary Jo mm-hmm. laughs out loud. I love her, <laughs> her cackles. They make me yes. so happy. Cackles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so Suzanne follows that up with uh, pointing out there are very, some very important people at their table tonight and not to do anything uncouth. Yes. And Mary Jo says, like, what? And JD says, she means like picking our noses or drinking out of the finger bowls <laughs> or passing out. Yeah. And Oof. then uh, a- as they're going to sit down, Charlene sees somebody coming toward them and starts freaking yes! out. And so, oh, he's coming this way. It's just so funny. Like she's like giving a narration as he's walking towards her. <laughs> he goes to the bathroom. He's going to ask me to dance. Nope. He walks yeah. by her. Oh, it's so funny. And then <laughs> Julia comes in. Mm-hmm. With a much younger man on her arm named oh, Harrison Wright. Com- comically younger, although probably yeah. the same age as the lawyer that Reese yeah. is like uh, with as well. So that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she's very showy about this guy on her arm and makes a big to do mm-hmm. about hoping they didn't miss anything. And Mary Jo said, nah, we thought some man was going to father Charlene's children, but he was just going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, so I guess to break the tension, uh, Shannon says she wants to dance. And then Julia says, I feel like a little Roomba myself. <laughs> and I didn't know you were going to do that. Says, that Where other people can hear him, uh, dancing's extra. I thought that was so awful and rude. I mean, he clearly is just an awkward person, but... Ugh, I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Ooh, I got stuck. I don't think that he did on purpose to be horrible, but it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, you suck at your profession. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. And so Anthony comes by the table and uh, he's talking about how these people are worse than the guys in jail, about how they're whining <laughs> and they can't do anything yeah. for themselves. And JD's just like, oh, good luck. Good luck, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then we cut to the dance floor, and Julia and Reese are dancing to Can't Help Falling in Love. And just oh, for you, yes. in my notes, in all caps, it says Patrick Wilson. <gasps> you little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Patrick Wilson. We should be helpful. Why? Yeah. If you haven't con- seen The Conjuring 2 yet. <laughs> can, can we encapsulate my reaction? What did I do? Because I already, I've loved Patrick Wilson for years. You were years. very excited. Years and then, um, he, uh, then he was already like amazing in that movie. And then Leslie warns me, she's like, "Wait till you see him with the kids." I was like, "Oh no, he's gonna be great with the kids." And then I think I was like, "Did I, wasn't I pissed?" I was like, "Fuck you!" Like I was yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was like just mad. I get I get really uh, mad at things that I love so much. It's not a good thing. But I was so pissed at how wonderful he is at just playing that with a damn acoustic guitar for these children who are like traumatized i didn't think about that connection thank you you're welcome um uh, i'll put a, <laughs> a link to the youtube video of him singing it because it's on the internet oh it is oh my mm-hmm. god i need that in my life um but Sorry. i love that that's what they're dancing to because i mean yes. clearly oh, they're made for each other even though they're it's one of the best songs ever they have a misunderstanding or whatever yeah uh and the topic of conversation is reese's underwear um oh awkward julia has some advice for him this evening uh or she says i hope you didn't wear your old boxer shorts because young women don't really find them sexy Uh and he says he bought new underwear which really upsets her 
Yeah. Because when they get back to the table, she says, everything's all over. He's in love with her. And then in between sobs, oh, she broke says, my heart. Uh, he bought new underwear. And then she gets really weepy. So that's really sad. It's no longer misunderstanding. Just... Like, she's, she's brokenhearted now. That he ended. Just I'm feeling for you. I'm feeling for you, Julie. I'm sorry, babe. That I, I, clearly he was just saying that to like oh, keep yeah. at the, this game that they do, you know, but not realizing that she already was feeling it was real, and that uh, this is so funny because this happens a lot in relationships. If someone doesn't understand what's going on, on the other side, and how they can just just one little thing and just fuck it up so bad. Uh, poor thing. Yeah. So then uh, Reese goes then he finds out. to Shannon. Yeah. And she wants to sleep <laughs> with him. Oh, how does she? Yes, she does. She was, <laughs> while he was giving his deposition, she was thinking Ooh. about exploding in each other's arms. Ooh. Which sounds yeah. like it's straight out of Charlene's dumb bodice ripper. Yes. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, I need to interfere with work and... You know, what do you think, or what's the verdict? And uh, he's having a lot of trouble responding. Uh, he he's shocked. His throat is dry, but yeah, he's shocked. Uh, so he goes to get a bourbon to deal with uh-huh. that. Yeah. And then she even uh, says, like, like bed is another thing I'm good at, or yeah. something. Like, I was like, ooh, child, she is on him. Brazen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts back to the table for a moment of hilarity where Suzanne talks about all the millionaires in the room and Charlene is dancing <laughs> with a guy from the kitchen and she just says, yep. I give up. She's hopeless. Oh, man. Yeah. And then uh, Reese runs into a colleague of his at the bar mm-hmm. and the colleague says that he thought Reese knew that Shannon was after him and he's trying to, you know, like convince Reese that he needs to sleep with her. Um Yeah. We all know what he's he has an opportunity with. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what he's thinking with. What he's was. thinking with. And, yeah. Um, and Reese says, these new women aren't like the ones we grew up with. She's talking about explosions. I'm not sure if I'm <laughs> packing that much dynamite. That is a great line. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm packing that much dynamite. Oh, man. Ooh. And then uh, Shannon invited Julia into the bathroom, meanwhile. And Mary Jo is uh, drunkenly and dramatically putting on lipstick in the background. Yes. Yes. And she says that Julia doesn't have to feel threatened. You know, she's not going to take him away or marry him. She just wants to have a relationship with him for a while and says, can't we be friends? (laughs) This is such a weird, I mean, like, I'm not, I have no, I'm not sex shaming this woman at all. No. But that conversation is weird. It's just weird. That. She's just like, oh, don't worry. You can still have him. I just want to play with him for a while. Like, yeah. like he's some kind of toy or whatever. It's kind of weird. It's rude. Yeah. And I did. I wrote down all of Julia's little speech. So I'm going <gasps> to. Are you going to read it? Yeah. <laughs> so her response yes. is, uh, you know, Miss Gibbs, growing up in the rural part of Georgia, I've been around compost all my life. I've seen it tilled <clears throat> and hoed and spread across fields far and wide. But until today, I must say, I've never seen it gift wrapped and tied up in such a neat package. You're a pretty girl, but it's still compost. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll leave you to dig your way out. And then, in a nod to the great Lauren Bacall, she says, you know how to dig, don't you? You just get down on your hands and knees and shovel and walks out. My God. Yep. Mic drop. Wow. But yeah, that's a nod to Lauren Bacall's You Know How to Whistle, Don't You Steve line from yes. To Have and Have oh, So good. So good. 
I found a gif of that. I'll post it on the show. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. So to to add to Julia's mic drop, as Shannon goes to walk out, Mary Jo says, you know, in the office, we call (laughs) it the Terminator. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That was a quite good speech. Like I would, I did think it was a little much to call her compost, but, um, I like it. (laughs) And like, basically she's just calling her white trash. Like, yeah, around a lot of white trash in Georgia and you know, you're all pretty, but that's what you are. And that you're clearly saying to someone who has a relationship with this dude that you're just breaking them up so you can sleep with him a little bit, kind of win a prize. You don't, but you don't want to keep him. That just is like, you don't do that to anybody. It's just no, not fair. I mean, if you want to have no strings attached, find someone who is unattached. Unattached or an open relationship. Or yeah. actually wants you. I guess she didn't know that he didn't I want guess, her. Yeah. He, I mean, why would he I doubt, want her? I doubt he flirted at all. I mean, he's Charming. charming as balls. Oh, yeah. Because we, he, but I don't think he, you know, I don't think he real, realized that she was interested, yeah. as we said. So, like, I don't think he was trying. Like, don't you have to know someone's interested to, like, flirt with them, I think? I or, or you're kind of, I guess, you know, I, I think I probably flirt with a lot of people. But I'm, like, rarely interested. So who am I to talk? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And he's so charming. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. So, so back out at the bar. Um, yes. Shannon says she hopes he's been thinking about her offer and he says that he's flattered, but he's already committed in a committed relationship. And mm-hmm. she says she doesn't have indiscriminate sex with people. She's selective and doesn't need a commitment. And he says, but I do. <laughs> He says, I'm one of those, yes. these strange leftover guys. The glacier melted. I stepped out and here I am. Oh, he's an old fashioned guy. He and, is. Yeah. Uh, she says she supposes it could grow into commitment. And he said, Ugh. he's already committed. Ah, ah, I love his bit about being committed uh, to her. So cute. It's good. It's um, good. And he says with us, it's <clears> never <throat> over. Not even when the fat lady sings. No, oh man. And she points out that she likes Julia and she thinks that they could have been friends. Uh huh. And then Reese says, You still can. Let me give you her number. <laughs> yeah. Great line. And she says, No, that's oh, okay. Man. I think she's got it. I think she's got it. Oh man, which people, I don't know if people understand like having someone's number is, you know, like a terminology for like the jig is up, you know, right? Like it's yeah, like, like, I know you. Know I what you're game. about. I got yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, oh man. Love it. So glad that they just, like, stay together until, like, like, until death do they part, basically. Mm -hmm. Makes this all even more beautiful. Yeah. And so it's just J.D. and Suzanne left at the table. And Suzanne says, I don't know why I bother to get so upset. I mean, they just thrive on this stuff. Because Reese and Julia are now back on the dance floor. Yeah. Um, And then she, she follows it up with, in fact... Everyone in this group is completely unreformable. I just wash my hands of all of you. And then she looks at Harrison and says, except for Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then back to our couple. Right? Huh? Uh, when she dances with him, right? Suzanne? Right? Yeah, oh, she dances. I don't know. I didn't see it if she did. She may have. Okay, maybe not. Okay. Um, but Reese and Julia are dancing again, and Reese is amazed that she was worried about Shannon at all. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's beautiful and bright and young. And Reese says, "You know what?" And he starts talking about all. He's like, "There are a lot of like beautiful, bright, and young women, but they haven't got a thing on you." 
when he's talking about the back of her damn leg. Oh my gosh, I wrote that down too. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's ridiculous it's, and beautiful. It's like sexy, but classic mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. subtle, but mm-hmm. and just like how the back of her leg, like what that can do to him. It's so sweet. Yep. 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 And uh, he says, let's just stand here and kiss on the dance floor until they throw us out. Ah, oh, love it. And uh, she she follows. I have to have a little laugh at the end. And she says, uh-huh. you didn't actually buy new Andorra, did you? And he says, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's personal. Of course, there is one way to find out. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and also, oh, so good. Oh, like so good. Too. That's very cute. I knew you would, as I said when I was uh, tweeting about it, which I will do. I feel like people will get plenty enough of me, but whatever. <laughs> I will uh, start live tweeting. I, I'll pick, like, I think Monday nights are going to be uh, – Monday, not nights because of class, but Monday afternoons maybe I'll start. Ah, no, I should do it at night when people can do it. So maybe Tuesday nights I'll live tweet. Uh, an episode in case people like watch it or they want to or they just care about the stupid shit I say or they want to see screen caps and quotes from the episode as a little a little like taster for what's to come I don't know I I, I like to an extent when people do it when I'm following them um, it gets to be now some people I mean they're going for like ever <laughs> you know and they talk about every single thing and it gets on my nerves. So I'm not like that. Cause I just, there, a, there aren't, these are short episodes. There aren't enough things that happen in an episode and B, I just don't have that many thoughts. So, um, I don't do all that, but yeah, I'll make sure that I let people know if I'll be doing it again in case they want to also read along and maybe I'll find some funny things for them to laugh at. Uh, did you have a favorite outfit this week? I did. Um, I actually chose Shannon's dress at the dance. Thing. Oh, um, yeah. And and it was it was a hard choice, but for me the reason I chose this because it's a long dress, but it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's supposed to be a long dress. Um, oh, and if the okay. bottom, if the long part, that bottom skirt wasn't there, it looks like a teenage eighties party dress, and I think it, <laughs> it serves to yep, set yep. her apart and show that she's this very young thing and is not on like the maturity level of. The ladies who are also wearing very awesome 80s outfits, but there's a certain level of maturity to what they're wearing versus yeah. this this basically 80s prom dress that she's tried to make uh, more mature by adding a long skirt. It's got yeah. a huge like flower on it and it's real frilly, like the short frilly dresses of the 80s. Yes. Um, and I put um, in my notes, it says, if you take away the long skirt, Shannon looks like she belongs and girls just want to have fun in that movie. From <laughs> You're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. How about you? Did you have a favorite? My favorite is the very much appropriate gold dress that Mary Jo is wearing at the um, party. Um, I even double checked with you to make sure you didn't pick the gold dress as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I liked the gold dress because, um, it, that she's fussing with the, the wrap, like I said earlier, and it's just, what is it even made of? Is it lame? Is that what they call it when it's shiny like that? I think, or I think it's called lame where it's just like, and it's, and it's got this giant bow on the front and uh yeah 
<laughs> it's just fantastic, and it's perfect for her just being a mess. I love it. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's, that's, that's our, our episode for the our week. Episode. That's our episode. Yay. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks. Check us out on all the social medias. Um, our official site is the girls who came to sugarbakers.podbean.com, but we are mostly sugarbaker girls on everything else. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube. Um, if you like us, please take a moment to rate interview on iTunes. It does help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I just finished reading a book about a potential apocalypse where uh, there's this thing called Herod's. Um, well, that's what they named it appropriately because all the kids on in the in the entire world die at one time, and then oh, no. three days later they come back, but they're basically Wait. vampires. Wait, it's called Herod's? Like the place like in King, London? No, like King Herod. Oh, like King Herod. Yeah, oh, because all of the okay. kids die. <laughs> uh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And they all come back three <laughs> days later. You understand what a department store had to do with <laughs> dead children. <laughs> Sorry, okay. And Go they're ahead. all basically okay. vampires. But it takes a while oh, for people no. to figure that out. And then, like, parents become very desperate because they want more <gasps> time with their kids. And so, like, yeah. the world basically just very slowly breaks down because it shows, like parents desperation and how that leads to people going nuts and everybody wants blood and there's only a finite supply of blood and it's interesting you've never been one to uh take in uplifting media no i don't <laughs> it's not well, a thing there's you do. no point okay. it has its roots in kentucky on the kentucky tennessee border in the twin cities of fulton and south fulton they don't even grow bananas there. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's not banana land. Like, I mean, maybe they do, but they shouldn't. It's not banana land. <laughs> yeah, I realized as soon as I said it that that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Like oh, that. man. Oh, gracious. Okay. All right.